Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining our Ivy message system. It's a different opportunity for us this year. And so hopefully you'll, you've all been enjoying the Zoom calls you've been on thus far. I'm Artis Bazin, president of the Independent Visually Impaired Entrepreneurs Affiliate. And I'd like to introduce Carla Hayes, our convention coordinator, to say a few words. Thanks, Carla. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And um, for those of you who um, do not know me, my name is um, Carla Hayes, and I am the um, CEO of LanguaLearn Communications in the great metropolis of McMurray, Pennsylvania. And it's essentially a language school. Um, And what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, talk about uh, our topic today is the coronavirus conundrum, strategies for keeping your business open when you are told to keep it closed. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow, I'm going to start off with just outlining a few things, talk about how it affected my business, and then Artis is going to talk about how it affected her business, and then we're going to open it up. So, um, you know, um, hopefully we'll get some interaction that you can share some strategies and resources and coping techniques and all that good stuff. But I thought that I owed you at least a little bit of um, maybe a little bit of advice at the beginning. Um, okay. I, yes. I need to give the CEO oh, yes. code okay. for the beginning. Okay. This code is for those who registered for credit for the CEU credit. The begin code is B is in Bravo, B is in Bravo, zero, E is in Echo, one. Repeating, B is in Bravo, B is in Bravo, zero, E is in Echo, one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so let's talk about um, the first thing is if your business must be physically shut down. You're not allowed any um, foot traffic. There are a few things you can do. First of all, if you can, continue to work with your clientele remotely. And there are a number of ways you can do this. We're doing it right now through Zoom. Okay. Um, um, There are um, several um, conferencing opportunities, but Zoom is a very good one. It's it's a very popular um, um, multi-platform conferencing service for conducting business and classes and interviews and other events and doctors use it and everybody seems to be Zooming around these days. And participants, as you know, can join via phone, PC, Mac, or using iOS or Android devices. And there are a number of um, 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 tutorial resources out there. And if anybody needs them, I will get into that as far as um, learning how to use Zoom. Um, Another one that you may not be as um, familiar with is freeconferencecall.com. And freeconferencecall.com is another um, service that... um, you can do you can set up conference calls it includes it also includes a free desktop app and 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 also mobile apps and screen sharing and video conferencing and calling and recording calls q and a and and more so there are a couple of things that that you can you can do um and um 
I, I have been with LanguaLearn. I've been using both of those too. Of course, there are other platforms such as WebEx and Skype and Microsoft Teams and um, Chorus Call and Google Hangouts and there are a bunch of them. But the idea is to um, to interact with your clientele remotely if you can. Another thing I want to bring up is some ways to save your business if you cannot interact with your clientele um, remotely. First of all, continue to work with your clientele. Um, if you can't do this remotely, at the very least, keep in touch with your clientele regularly by phone and or by email. See how they are doing and ask if there's anything that you can do during the shutdown that could help them. This can really make a difference between keeping and losing clientele. Another thing that you can do is use the shutdown time to retool and develop other products and services that you could offer. And I'm not going to get into this. These are just strategies, and it's going to differ depending on what you do. So when we hear from you, maybe some of you might um, have some ideas, but these are just some generalities. The third thing you can do is to use the time, this downtime that you have for professional development and education that will enable you to be better at whatever you do. Figure out ways to streamline what you do so that you can work more efficiently and effectively and get more done when you do reopen. You can take this time, for example, to learn more about your access technology. I am learning things about JAWS that I never knew, which is pretty easy because all I know about JAWS is probably my little finger. But I think I've graduated to my right hand now, maybe five fingers. And it's helping me. Take the time to repair and update equipment. Stock up on supplies. And we do not often take the time to do some of these things because we're so busy doing what we are doing when we are opening that we just sort of go by by the skin of our teeth and, you know, we just don't take the time to do these things. So that's during the shutdown. And when it's finally time to reopen, probably gradually, be sure that, first of all, you're going to follow your, com your community requirements for reopening businesses and institute policies for cleaning, social distancing, masks, hand sanitizers, and all that to keep you and your clientele safe and protect everyone from not only coronavirus, but other contagious um, diseases and things that may come along. And make everyone aware of your policy before you open your doors so that there aren't any surprises. And I just want to say that clients will, will not come back if they don't feel safe and comfortable. So keep that in mind. And um, finally, analyze what you have learned from this experience. How can you use the lessons you have learned from this experience to plan strategies for handling pandemics and other emergencies, which will require prolonged business closures in the future? And that, again, is a question that only you can answer. As far as my business, LanguaLearn Communications, um, our closure started on March the 13th. First of all, my school closed. I also teach foreign languages part-time at a small Christian school, and our governor required a shutdown, a state shutdown order on starting on March 13th. And I run classes for homeschoolers. I do tutoring. I do a lot of um, 
classes for adults that are going to learn foreign languages. And everything came to a halt for a total of two days. Because then I thought, you know, maybe I can keep things going. And how I did it was I did use Zoom. I reorganized my homeschool classes and I got things up and running. I think one class missed one session. And then the students that wanted to come back, my adults that wanted to come back, and there weren't very many at this point, but that wanted to do it online. I sent their materials. And what I will do is when I have a situation like this is I send out materials, teaching materials via email. And then we have our classes and our sessions on Zoom. And I send out the Zoom links and we have our classes and sessions. Another thing that I did during this time was really take advantage of things like um, HumanWare's free webinars to learn how to use my new Braille Note Touch and um, all the online community events to learn things and to keep in touch. And I continue to keep in touch, as I had suggested before, with students and clients. I had to cancel my summer school program, which was in person, but I'm already starting to plan for the fall. And I'm planning both ways for physical classes and physical sessions and also for online. And this has taught me that I can do it online. And so one thing that I've taken from this experience is it's made me more versatile. It's made me more versatile as to the services that I can offer, the ways that I can deliver them. It's given me more time to reorganize, retool, and to develop new products, new tutorial products that I put out, uh, new techniques. And so that's where I am at this time. And I think I'm going to um, be quiet now and turn it over to Artis and hear her um, perspective on this. And then we're going to open it up. Hello, I'm Artis Bazin, and my business is called Bazin Communications. I'm an inspirational speaker, business coach, and writer. One of the issues I had, of course, was travel. I do travel to businesses, organizations, and I speak all over the country. When that started, obviously, I could no longer travel. So my last travel was just to Orange County, to the CSUN conference and got back from that on the 14th of March. But I have not been able to travel to go to businesses or talk to people in person, do any networking, etc. So that has slowed down some referrals to my business. But I was able to adapt some of the networking because of uh, the two organizations where I do the most networking, American Business Women's Association, my chapter went to Zoom to uh, get together every month. And then I also belong to Business Network International, the Burbank chapter. And we went to Zoom. Uh, we were off for two weeks. And then we started doing our weekly meetings in Zoom. And so we're still referring business to one another because we can go on Zoom. And I'd encourage anyone that runs a business to at least visit um, either or both of these organizations to check them out because it's a great way to network with other business people and get referrals because each of us uses different products and services. And it's a great way to share your services, what you do, and how you get customers. 
and it's a wonderful opportunity because now they're on Zoom and many organizations are allowing visitors to come at least a couple of times without paying any fees since it's on Zoom. So that is one benefit of us being offline, so to speak. My business itself, one of the things I've gone to, instead of having in-person coaching sessions with uh, some of my clients, most of my clients I meet with on a quarterly basis and do setting priorities for their business so that they can move forward. And I've moved those to do them by conference call. Generally, in fact, often it's just a one-to-one call because it's just one person. But I have done a few free conference call uh, sessions where I was speaking to a group of people, you know, four or five people instead of just one. And then I use freeconferencecall.com. So I've been able to keep all of my coaching clients by just switching to that. In fact, a couple of them have found it more convenient. They don't have to drive over here. And in Burbank, California, we do have quite a bit of traffic. So it saves them having to spend a half hour, 45 minutes, depending where they're coming from, to come to my place of business. But I do miss the the in-person interaction. But that is one benefit. Also, a lot of my business, I have already in the past, I do a lot of e-services. In other words, I get documents from people that they want me to edit or they want me to write an article for them, help them develop what they want to put on their website, etc. And all of those writing projects I've always done from home. They just send me an attachment if there's something I want to use or if I need to develop something for them, then I call them and we have an interview on the phone so I get an idea of what they want and then I can write it up, send it to them. They can tell me what they like, don't like, etc. And then I can change it and send it back to them again. So that has worked well for me for years. I also work with a couple of companies where I do presentations and those I've always done by phone and then do a follow-up Um, email with them, telling them what we talked about and what they could change, what they could do differently, etc. So I've been doing a lot of things that way before. So that was one real benefit for my business because I could continue to do all those things. The biggest downside for mine was the travel. And now there are actually many of the speaking opportunities I see now that they are wanting more people to do it. Um, online. Uh, Disadvantage is that I've always done a lot of my speaking opportunities in person. I haven't really done them online, except for some blindness organizations. I've done how-to, you know, like for secretaries, treasurers, presidents, etc., like that. I've done those over the phone, but I have not done uh, the speaking, you know, inspirational speaking, except as in person. So I have been looking at getting a webcam so I can do that because obviously many of these organizations don't just want audio, like from a Zoom call, audio, they want to have visual. And I have not tried to do that on Zoom or on any of the the web um, site type thing. 
I have to get a microphone, which I do not currently have. So that's my next step is to do that so I can offer those online because it seems like this is going to last a little while. <laughs> okay, I think we're ready to have uh, people give us some input, either questions or suggestions from people who have come to work. Right, Carla? Yes, I, I think we have. And, you know, when I was listening to your story, artists, I'm amazed at how you and I parallel so much at what we're doing. I, I have to do some traveling for my translating. I do some of that travel. And, you know, um, it, it isn't easy. And when you're doing speaking, you know, I'm going to share something with you. I'm supposed to I'm going to be speaking tomorrow for Sister Power. And I was looking forward to delivering what I was going to say in front of a live audience because I use the dynamics of the audience. I listen and that gives me clues as to how I'm doing or if if I tell a joke, if it's going over, okay, my pacing. And now it's going to be really strange to give such a presentation online. And I didn't do classes online before. And so this is, except for the few things that I've done, you know, as far as webinars, I, I really didn't. But this is making me a stronger person because it's giving me another modality in which to present. And I, too, need to get myself a webcam and a decent microphone for my computer. Um, so you and I are sort of paralleling a lot. But we would like to hear from you folks. Do you have any strategies that you are using or do you have any um, questions? Um, this can be a really valuable time for us to share and um, to, um, to learn from each other. Hey, so this, this, is, this is Cindy, and I am going to be handling raised hands. So I'm, first of all, both of you, I'm very proud of you. Um, it, I know this is really a challenging time and learning new stuff is not always fun and um, you both of you will rock it so and I don't mean rock it like R-O-C-K-E-T I'm you know two words <laughs> um, I mean we are at the path to the future so you know I wanted to clarify that one so we have two raised hands uh, but I want to make sure everybody knows how to raise their hand if you're on a phone it is star nine if you're on a PC it's alt y if you're on a mac it's option y and if you are on the app on your phone uh, just double tap on the raise hand button on your screen and we're going to first go to kelly hello um i have a question about can you repeat the um names of the organizations that you mentioned the business organizations oh the networking organizations yes American Business Women's Association, and their American. Uh, sorry, what American, American Women Business Business Women's Association? Okay, hang on. American Business Women's Association. Okay, and their website is ABWA. Uh huh. And you can go dot uh, org. Um, and you can uh, go to the site and find out if there's a chapter or group near you or where okay. the closest one is. Or you can um, just email me and I can um, send you information, more information about ABWA. Um, and my email address is abazin at bazincommunications.com. A-A-Z-Y-N. Mm-hmm. 
at bazyncommunications.com. And then the, the second organization is called Business Network International. And there, there's chapters all over the country, but there's actually chapters all over the world. It's an international. Um, their website is bni.com. Okay. As in, as in Burbank. bni.com. And I'm a member of our local Burbank chapter. But they have uh, chapters all over the world. And if you go to that website, the, you can put in your zip code and they'll tell you the closest chapters. And they'll also give you the name of their director so you can contact them and, and find out, you know, um, if they're having Zoom meetings right now or wh- how, they're, how they're currently meeting. And that's okay. Business and, Networking International? Yes, Business Network International. Okay. Um, the reason I ask is because I'm actually a rehab counselor and I for blind services here in Florida. And I have several clients who are in the process of um, writing up their own businesses, you know, business plans and things like that to be approved. Great, great. So you'll want to stick to our go to our next session, too, because there we're yes, going to talk that, more about like- entrepreneurship. Right. OK, thanks. <laughs> And I would like to add this, and I meant to do it when I was giving my little talk. Um, Another helpful organization for me has been my local Chamber of Commerce. I joined my Chamber of Commerce, and it is a bit pricey, but, um, you know, it's been worth it. And during uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, they've had free mobs where you can get online and and network and uh, talk about your business. They've had all kinds of um, seminars on how to reopen and um, all, and giving us the lowdown on what the latest rules and regs are and state um, CDC requirements, national requirements, all that is. And it's it's been a very good um, and and their national, you know, they 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 have chapters all over the place. So. Um, so, oh, yes, I belong to our Chamber of Commerce here, too, and my ABWA group belongs to it. Yes, that's definitely another big one. And you can probably um, just Google Chamber of Commerce and put the city where you live, and they can give you a listing for that. Okay. Jamaica. Jamaica, you can unmute yourself, hon. Hey. Um, my name is Jamaica, and I'm from Georgia, and I wanted to know if this was a meeting that I could speak about nonprofit organizations, or is this just a business a business uh, business program? Well, some of our members are nonprofit. They they do nonprofit, don't they, artists? Yes, um, uh, nonprofits are. A business of their own. I mean, the only difference is that they're they're not doing it to benefit themselves; they're doing it to benefit a group. And a lot of the same advice helps nonprofits as well as business owners. It's so just that we tend like- to focus on people making money, whereas they would might focus more on you know getting their products and services out to a particular clientele. But what did you want to share with us, Jamaica, about nonprofits? Well, I have started a nonprofit, and I'm a 501c3 uh, nonprofit here in here in Georgia. We did have to close it um, because of the coronavirus, and we're supposed to reopen as of September uh, September seventh is when we're gonna try to reopen, and it's called Wheels of Hope is what it's called. 
and I've been having a lot of I've been having a lot of questions about um, about uh, the not uh, about 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 nonprofit stuff that um that I've been uh, trying to figure out what group I needed what group would be good for me to try to join so I could get get information about things so uh, so that's why that's why I was asking about some of asking. Oh, one of the things um, that I neither one of us failed to mention was posting information like on LinkedIn or Facebook or other sites is a good thing to keep you involved in your community too because right now even if you're not in business just keeping those posts up lets people know where you're at and how you can still function if you can still function etc so those are very important I know I don't post enough on my Facebook page but it's another avenue to keep you in line with people and asking questions like Jamaica suggested. If you have questions, particular questions about different subjects, uh, we have an email list where anyone can join and you can share questions that you have and any of the people on our list can answer any of those questions. And that's a real good uh, avenue for people to get involved and get, get what you need. And some of, um, I know our local chamber um, has some nonprofits in it, and um, there I don't know about the the, um, the other two resources that you mentioned, but um, they're they're probably if you you probably if you googled nonprofits, um, you might be able to find um, you know a group that um, specifically deals with nonprofits. I'm not as familiar with nonprofits because again, I'm a for profit, but artists. Yes. Could you share how to subscribe to your email list? Sure. Um, you just um, send an email to ivie-subscribe at acblists.org. And that's, don't forget the S, lists. Um, that's a good way. Okay. Or if you forget that, you can just go to the ACB website and they have a list of all the email list for all the affiliates and then you can just find our list and subscribe that way and if you fit forget you can always just email me <laughs> jamaica yes would you like me to email that to you I've, I've i've got someone to write it down perfect all right and you can always I visit also our website too like um you know go to acb or to ivy.acb.org and you can look at our website and on that website there are a lot of resources as well. I also know that there are some nonprofit groups like you guys are talking about with the Business Women's and Chamber of Commerce and I just can't remember them but I belonged to some of them um, when I worked at uh, the Lighthouse so I will see if I can uh, find some of those for you Jamaica as well. All right. All right. Um, thank you, Jamaica. And we do have some more. Um, oh, come on. Silly. Uh, so this one is a phone number ending in 2165. You may talk. Hi. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Pam Shaw, and I hope everybody's doing well. Oh, my gosh, Pam. Good to hear your Less voice. from the past. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, but don't. It, this was a goodbye that wasn't gone, okay? But, um, uh. Can you guys, are you hearing me okay? Yes. Yeah. 
Okay, good, good, good. I wanted to highlight two things during this time that happened with me. And the first one has to do with um, even as entrepreneurs, sometimes we think that we have to work alone or sometimes the organizations we join are for networking purposes. But uh, in my case, because my private practice is in psychotherapy, I had to make sure that I was part of the association because that became very handy. And the issue was about doing tele-mental health because, as you know, therapy and some other things are heavily regulated. And so it really took the work of our association. We had to fight it on two sides, one in terms of just the provision of the service, but the other one was dealing with insurance companies. And we needed the companies to give us some room. An example is for most times to take insurance, the person has to be living in the state where you practice. But what was happening during COVID-19, there were people, for example, I had, um, and I can tell this story because it's not considered confidential, the information I'm going to give you. She moved to another state to care for a relative, but she still needed her therapeutic sessions. And so we had to work with the insurance company. So I learned a valuable lesson. I used to think signing up for some of these professional associations um, wasn't worth the money, but I will tell you that in this situation, it became very, very critical uh, being a member because they were real advocates for what we needed to do. The second thing that has come up is the whole issue of what platform do you use? Because as you know, for the most part, we're going to Zoom, but Zoom is not considered confidential. And it does not meet the requirements for the provision of mental health services. So I've had to explore um, other platforms for this. The good part was here again, the association had done some of the work. So all I had to do was tap in. So I would encourage people that um, associations, even those that we go to for networking, can be very helpful when advocacy comes into play on behalf of the people that we serve. Points well taken. Thank you, Pam. Yes, thank it you. It is welcome. really good to hear you, Pam. Oh, it is. Oh, you'll be hearing more. Good. <laughs> Count your blessings, though. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's great. Thank you. Okay. And then, Chelsea, you may unmute. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Chelsea, and I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, thank you for all the speakers so far. I've enjoyed listening to you all, and it's been very helpful information. Um, so I have uh, two questions. Um, first uh, was the question for Pam, who just spoke. Um, if there was uh, what kind of platforms were mentioned that were confidential and uh, you know safe to use when doing um, can- maintaining confidentiality for your clients, and then number two. Um, I believe, um, our facilitator or whoever's doing the unmuting and stuff. Um, can you also share that list with me that you had mentioned that you were going to share with the other? Sure. Uh, for the nonprofits? Correct. And, yeah. and any, any other, the list that were just mentioned earlier of how we can reach out to affiliates or organizations or associations. Um, I think that would be really helpful if that could be emailed after this call. Um, as for the nonprofit information, I'd be happy to send that to you if you email me at community at acb.org. Um, so community at acb.org. Uh, that would be great. That's an easy email address to remember. As for the, the ones that uh, artists mentioned, um, 
you'll probably need to email her directly because I don't know those ones. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, and I can I email you artists' information, though. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, just drop me an email. Yeah, and I'd be happy to do that. And what was your name again? I'm Cindy. Cindy, okay. Cindy Hollis, yeah. Okay. Um, and then do you, um, I will unmute Pam. Mm-hmm. Pam, if you could answer her question about what platforms. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of ways you can do it. Number one, you can use um, platforms, for example, like Skype, and and you can actually use Zoom, but what you have to do is do some disclaimers um, with your client before each session that are actually recorded. We explain to them that the line is not uh, considered confidential, but you're taking certain precautions to make sure that their information is protected as much as possible. The other thing that you can do is there are some Mental health platforms, for example, um, Therapy Talk and Thrive. There are some, but what I can do, um, artists, I'll put some of these things, these things down, and send them over to you so we can post them and make sure people get the information. And also, great, if you great. are, yeah, and if you are in um, therapy or any type of counseling, um, if this is not being raised with you, then you bring it up because you always want to be able to be speaking um, in a safe environment. Thank you. I would really appreciate that. And I mean, I'm not so counseling as I am, you know, teaching and doing online trainings and things like that virtually with my students who are either blind, visually impaired or have other disabilities. So um, when you when you all speak of platforms, I I wanted to kind of put it out there um, for the speakers and the presenters. If you all knew of like teaching platforms that were very accessible um, so that, um, as, as well as confidential, but it's more of like online courses and things like that. And I didn't know if you all had experience with that. Well, as a teacher, um, I've been sort of disappointed. This is Carla Hayes again, with some of the platforms that schools are using. Um, like my school uses one called Edmodo. And, uh, there are parts of it that are, um, that are accessible. But um, it's not accessible to be enough to be workable for me. And um, so I've had to do a lot of hybrid systems where I, um, for example, I'm just a, an, how it worked was when the students would handwrite their assignments and scan them in and they would submit them on Edmodo and Edmodo didn't have a way that you conducted live classes. They just logged in and did their work and exchanged their work. That just was not accessible. So I was having them do the classes on Zoom and then working with somebody to help correct their work and submitting their handouts via Word, via email. But um, there is Google Classroom and it's not the most accessible thing in the world, but HumanWare, if um, if you use a Braille Note Touch, they they've figured out ways since it's a Google pro- um, product to make it more accessible. And there are workarounds for accessibilities for things like um, um, some of the students that we were talking about, um, uh, talking with on that we did this whole seminar on online learning that the teachers did yesterday afternoon and you might want to try to download that because they were talking about the accessibility and non-accessibility of platforms such as Canvas and Blackboard and um, various other ones that they've mentioned. So you might want to revisit that. Okay. A lot of schools are 
since Zoom has become more secure in a lot of ways and they're building in more security features and some of them are driving people like us crazy because it makes it a little bit you know more difficult to work with the accessibility things like the web the um, waiting room and things like that but schools have figured out workarounds for some of the accessibility problems and are actually using zoom um so um you know it's just um you know something to um to think about there are a lot of them out there in in fact i know uh universities are using zoom as well so um yeah Uh, i know one of the things one of the things about using um things when you're doing training and teaching is you can ask your students to send you their assignments in word or text format instead of handwriting their papers. And that saves you a lot of trial and tribulation in in trying to find someone to actually read it or even working with a school to have it read. I know schools will do some accommodation and help teachers with that kind of thing, but if you can do it, control it yourself just by requiring the assignments. In yes, you can. Format. Unfortunately, doesn't always work with the younger students whose keyboarding skills aren't um, and is good. And then, um, this, when like my school requires that everything is is distributed and managed on this this inaccessible platform, but under the ADA and. And since I've been there for 31 years, just like I've had my business open, it's sort of worked out. My business is 31 years on August the 6th, and I've been at Central part time for 31 years. So we've been, you know, I've been doing the same thing all this time. They have been willing to work with me on on things like this, but that is the the most perfect solution if you can do it. But if um, there there are situations in which you cannot um, do that. And that's where you have to work on some other workarounds. Okay, we have another uh, Otis. You may unmute yourself. How's everyone doing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So two things in regards to accessibility. Uh, as an instructor myself, uh, Zoom is very, very much so accessible. Um, and Teams is also a great program. And as a parent, what I've seen is Google Classroom is becoming usable for of the blind, uh, there is still a ways to go with it. Uh, but what I have seen is that when you're working with a small child, such as my son, what we did was we did a lot of recording with him. In other words, have him to do the assignments, but for the instructor or for his teacher to understand what we were doing, I would have him to read the assignments to him or to me, and then uh, send that recording back to her as an indication of her knowing that he was able to do the work. That worked out quite well for us. Yes, uh, thank you so much for the, you know, the suggestions. Um, I agree with you about Zoom being very um, accessible. And um, and I also, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tutorial material out there for you to learn it. And if you do go the Zoom route, I did want to mention, you want to get a pro account. Um, I, when I first started, I, I just had a, you know, just one of the general free accounts. And the problem with it is, is unless if you're just working with one person, um, you can you can go one on one forever and ever. But when you get more than one person on there, they cut you off after 40 minutes. 
and you don't have as much control over your Zoom classroom and, and as many features with the free account as you do. And sometimes you have to spend a little money to make money when you're in business. I've discovered that the hard way. Also, in addition to that, with the uh, pro accounts, that is where your security options are available too. Uh, you have more security options and you also have the waiting room features. Now in the program, that's where they give the options where you have to actually have the waiting room and password features available. So that now comes with the professional accounts. So yes, as she's mentioned, that's highly recommended that you get the pro accounts. Thank you so much. Yeah, we have, uh, it's it says Achieve Studios. You are unmuted or yeah. Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is Kingsley. How are you guys? Fine. Good. That's a much nicer name than Achieve. <laughs> it's just my business phone number <laughs> or one of them uh really you know you've been talking a lot about keeping your business going and using different platforms uh to continue your business with telework my situation is kind of unique but it's still this whole experience of covid has given me a lot of uh insight into being prepared for other things so i'm actually a part of the bep program if you are familiar with that the business oh, enterprises under under Randolph Shepard and I'm I'm like Chelsea I'm here in Houston Texas and uh, we are sort of on our second round of shutdowns now <laughs> and my business has been in state prisons for the past ten years and of course visitations are non-existent at this point um, and I can't see that coming back anytime soon because they're going to be very protective of not only the guards because the overturn is so big, but also because of the inmates and the offenders. So I suspect they're going to go to more tele telecommuting connections with their visitors, visitor situations. Um, but what it's inspired me to do is to realize that sometimes having more than one business can be helpful to you and having other sources of income so that you're not sort of caught in a pickle when something like this comes along and especially when you never know when it may come again i mean hopefully it's another you know 100 years or whatever but you certainly do not want to be caught uh sort of going oh which way do i go which way do i go uh especially now that we're in a situation where we are and so that's just something food for thought for anybody who might be listening is you know look at other options for having income mine is i've been working in i've worked in marketing and entertainment for years before I got into BEP and BET here. And I did a lot of marketing design. So I designed logos and t-shirts and things like that. And so I've used that uh, to uh, create another platform for income. And I'm doing more work with YouTube and things like that to create video content. So it's just food for thought for people to think about. And your name again? Is Kingsley. Okay. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. That's that's really that's good. Kingsley, uh, um, I'd like to have you um, email me your email address. Are you on the RSV announced list or not? I am. I am on RSV. Yes. Oh, okay. Great. I'm actively involved in RSVA too. So thanks. Great. Are you a BEP manager as well, or? Oh, I used to be. I'm. I when I moved, I would have to start from scratch, and I didn't. So I started my current business. Uh, well, that's and that's great. why I got into coaching. So. <laughs> well, no, it's a great it's a great thing. As a matter of fact, uh, I, when I was hearing you talk earlier, it made me think of the same thing as like, you know, put out videos that sort of inspire people to think about other things, you know, 
so there's a lot to it, but I would actually like to be more involved with IVI. I'll, I'll always mess up the acronym IVIE. <laughs> I don't know what I can do to participate. All these acronyms are coming at to me, and it's like an eye chart just like launching at me in 3D. And I, <laughs> so, uh, but I would definitely like to be more involved with IVIE if there's any way I can uh, let me know. Well, join you. us. We'd love to have yes. you. Yes. Sign up for our email list. Thanks. Okay. So, IVIE subscribe or hyphen subscribe. Hyphen subscribe at acblists.org. No, yeah, right, correct. Okay, great. All right, well, thank and, you. I appreciate the time. And if you want to join, you could go to the website, which is iv-acb.org, right? Artists and the forum is right on there, and you could pay via PayPal credit card. It's $15 a year, and of course, it entitles you to our. I'm trying to make it a quarterly again, that radio style magazine, which is the motivator and ACB membership and and then, you know, all the networking opportunities and a listing in our directory and um, and just um, and there are a lot of resources. I, I would suggest that website to everybody because there are so many resources on there. So when you say so, IV dot ACB dot org, you're IV, IV-I-E, dash, right? IV dash ACB. Yeah, right. IVIE-ACB.org, it. and it okay. stands for Independent Visually Impaired Entrepreneurs. We used to be Enterprisers, but we changed it to Entrepreneurs, which is French, by the way. Uh, entrepreneurs. So, uh, <laughs> Enterprisers in French, actually. Well, that's actually so, so the short version is Kingsley's actually an American version of my real name, which is Noah. <laughs> so <laughs> when you start speaking French, it just makes me want to... I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but I will go and uh, join, and uh, I work with podcasting and such. So if there's anything I can do to help, I actually did an interview for my podcast. I don't do so shameless self promotion here, but I did an interview for with my podcast with uh, with uh, Janet before the the conference happened to talk about. Well, great, so, it's great it's pretty stuff. If I can shamelessly uh, give a plug, just if anybody on this call, and I appreciate the fact that artists, you have already done this with Ivy, but if anybody has a business that they share, um, they, they share a skill or information or something that, you know, could educate or inform people um, just in general and would like to offer that as an event for our community events, um, it, you know, certainly could be good for your business as well. Um, but uh, also would be a you know great service to ACB. So uh, if you're interested in doing that, send me an email at community at acb.org. Um, I will be in touch. I'd love to help you guys. Mm-hmm. I'd be glad to do it. I love doing programs. I've listened yeah. to some of the ACB content and the radio content, and there's uh-huh. a lot of uh, there's a lot of really good stuff on there so there is and there's no yeah and there's no reason why any of you couldn't um you know take advantage of that so um, well i know ivy ivy is looking at doing a uh, an online expo in the near future because we didn't think about it for this convention and we're thinking that we could do that you know after the convention and also we're also looking at doing calls uh, monthly um, to talk about different topics related to entrepreneurship. Love it. All right, Norma, you can unmute. 
Um, hi, artist. Hey there. Um, this is Norma from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, just a quick thing. Um, there is a uh, National Council for Nonprofits um, that for whoever wanted the organization that is a networking organization for nonprofits, councilofnonprofits.org. And right on their first heading on their uh, web page is dealing with COVID-19 and the impact it has on nonprofits. So um, just National Council for Nonprofits, you can Google that and find them. But it looks like they got a ton of information on there. Super. Thank you. Thank so you National Council for Nonprofits.org. Yes. Well, that's the name is National Council for Nonprofits. The website is www.councilfornonprofits.org. Thank you. Hope it helps. Thank you. And Chelsea's back. So go ahead, Chelsea. <laughs> I hope it's okay that I raised my hand again. But. Sure. So I, um, when I was asking my questions, I totally forgot to go back to the original request as to if there's anybody who's done anything different with their businesses um, to please share. So it made me backtrack. And um, as I was listening to um, the previous gentleman who's from Houston, I realized, well, I did a lot to change um, um, and that might be helpful for other people. Um, but um, you had just also mentioned if there's anything that you do that to educate people and help people during this time, um, that that might be helpful. And so basically what I do is um, my formal background used to be, um, and it still is actually in cosmetology. So I, uh, I, I owned a salon and a spa for about 15, 20 years. And then um, when I found out of the need of, um, you know, uh, individuals, women especially, who were blind or visually impaired who wanted to learn how to do their makeup, um, I was asked if I can help teach that. And I thought, well, I've never done it before. But then I, 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 I found a way and I, found, I created um, techniques in order to do that. And so over the years, uh, very much like our two speakers, I was traveling all over teaching these hands-on techniques in person, in groups, and for um, back in the days of DARS, and then, of course, with TWC now. But then with COVID happened, um, it, 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 it stopped all the travel. So I was like, oh, my goodness, what was I, what was I going to do? So all that traveling stopped. All the trainings that I had in person were all canceled for the rest of the summer. And so then I realized, wait, hold on. Um, I had like years ago during my travels and speaking presentations and all that, I had already piloted ways of um, teaching to the private sector. My clients who were individuals who hired me, um, you know, individually, um, I did like Zoom trainings or FaceTime trainings where I would see them on the camera even though they were visually impaired or they were blind and I would see them on my screen, but I would give um, tech, like description as well as um, instruction over the phone audi audi audibly to instruct them on how to apply their makeup non-visually. Um, so I taught clients in the private sector for years prior to COVID um, online. And it was due to transportation. It was due to, you know, making it easier. So then I had international clients, you know, Australia, UK, Africa, and all these other places. But I never thought it wasn't something that was ever allowed here in the United States with, you know, workforce, Texas workforce or DARS. 
until COVID happened. And so when COVID happened, they said, okay, well, there's an exception. We're going to let you all do that because you can't be one-on-one. And we still wanted to be able, they wanted to be able to provide services for consumers or customers. And so um, I'd already been doing it for years. And then I thought, wow, it's just going to be easy to just go ahead and transfer that over. And um, I've already started doing that. So if, you know, my clients who are, consumers or customers with TWC, they're able to sign up and it's all sponsored by Texas workforce right now during COVID up until August of August 31st, 2020. Now it may be extended. I'm praying that it's working so well due to, you know, some of my um, students who are like in Dallas or Austin or wherever, even if it wasn't pre-COVID, if it wasn't COVID times, I think it would be great because there are times when I personally could not travel all the way to Dallas just to teach one student. Whereas this, now it opens it up um, so that we can teach, you know, transportation is no longer a barrier. So, um, you know, I started using Zoom and all these other things. But then um, another another thing is um, doing workshops and things like that, all um, with groups and, and things like that. Doing, uh, like, for instance, uh, I changed it. So during COVID, I was doing a workshop for the Houston Area Visually Impaired Network, where I was doing uh, how to do your own haircuts from home if you're blind or visually impaired. Um, So I was giving like audio descriptive instructions so those who had low vision or who had high function of vision could still see me on the screen, but those who couldn't, then I used, um, I was, it was fully described and, um, uh, you know, we gave like a, a list of of products that we I was using and then um and things like that and then another thing that I used to kind of like thing that I did to change the way that I do my business right now since I can't travel or go see people in person is that if somebody set up like a makeup class with me then I would have a list of the makeup supplies that they would need and they could either go purchase it themselves gather it from home if they already had those, you know, uh, supplies, um, then, or they could purchase it online, um, through my Avon account or, you know, whatever, or Mary Kay account or whatever. And then it would be all delivered to their home. So then once they received those items delivered to their home, then we could continue and proceed with the, over the over zoom like classes and stuff because they would have all the supplies so there's like it kind of made me have to rethink like normally i would bring all the supplies and i would bring all the tools i would bring the beeping curling iron or the shavers or i would bring you know all the hair supplies but now since i can't you know first of all i can't feasibly deliver everything because that would cost me too much money. But, um, but if we kind of came up with like creative ways of how to get these supplies gathered or or purchased for a very low cost, then it kind of made more sense in order to do that all over the country, all over the world. It didn't have to be like in person. So I just feel like COVID, like when Carla had said earlier, it's made you a stronger person. It's made you more versatile. It's made you think outside of the box. Whereas you know, we, I would have never really thought about it this way before, um, like to this degree, because I just always thought the value in my trainings was always in person. I thought that I, I'm the magic. I'm the, you know, I had to be there in order to, to do my thing. 
and speak in person or whatever. But I'm finding that with COVID, I'm, I'm so much more versatile now. I love working at home in my pajamas. I, I love not having to do the commute. But at the same time, when I think about how much value you're adding into people's lives instantaneously, like you can set up a, a training like, you know, back to back to back and not lose all that time traveling. And, and transportation is no longer ever going to be a challenge because uh, technology would be a challenge if you don't have the technology. But, but other than that, you know, it's, it's, it's so convenient. Now we can reach more people, help more people. And with Zoom and everything, I've like pre-recorded things. Or if I had a session with a student or a class with a student, they can go back and watch that pre-recorded Zoom class. They could revise it and review it when I'm not there. Thank you for sharing all that, Chelsea. I, you know, yeah, um, Chelsea, please email me at community at acb.org if you'd be willing to share some of your knowledge with ACB members and friends. Yeah, that sounds uh, like a good event. It for does. You. It would be a, a nice awesome like, event. I'll be in went. touch about language training. <laughs> Please, I really am. Definitely. Yeah, Great. for sure. All right, Leanne, I have a feeling you and I have emailed each other. Um, there you go. Okay. Um, yeah, I have a question for Chelsea. Um, yes, I think it would be a great idea. Can I get your um, contact information? Um, I live in California and Society for the Blind. We've been doing virtual meetings, but yeah, there's a group of ladies. This is perfect. We'd love to do it. <laughs> so you're wanting to connect Con- with Chelsea? Yes, please. Okay. Hang on. Yeah, I'd like her information too. So that'd be great. I'll take well, it. While you're looking, um, maybe you'd want to say you it out loud in case, somebody, in case somebody's listening, you might want to say it out loud. Um, so, you know, in case uh, yes. somebody's listening on the radio. Go ahead, oh, Chelsea. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you so much for your interest, ladies. Um, my um, website, you can find me further, is a C as in cat, N as in Nancy, and then vision, V-I-S-I-O-N, image.com so it's cnvisionimage.com um that's the website and then as for my personal contact phone number um is 713-553-7041 so you can either text me at that number or you can call me it's best to text me because i usually don't answer strange odd numbers but um if you me and say where you're who you how you know me and what you'd like to know that would be great 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 um then ask for my email address if anybody would like that um it's my first name chelsea c-h-e-l-s-e-a and then it's w-i-n it's just my last name phonetically spelled and then it's 814 at gmail.com but I would love to work with you ladies and work, do workshops and things. And actually, to, on later this week, I'm doing a pampering from home beauty and home remedies kind of stuff for everybody who's stuck at home and wants to relax and learn some beauty tips and tricks from home while they're stuck at, during COVID. So if those are kind of workshops that you all are interested in, let me know. I'd be more than happy to help out. And Chelsea, what is your last name? Uh, Nguyen, N-G-U. Why could you start over? N oh, N as in Nancy, and then G U Y E N Nguyen. And I hope you will consider joining Ivy too. I de- I love that. I never even heard of that. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I would love to. Thank you so much. And then Leanne, is that are you done? Is that what? yeah? That that's it. Thank okay. you. Beautiful. And then Kelly. 
is back. Go ahead, Kelly. Hi, Cindy. Um, what is the the Ivy organization you were talking about? What what does that stand for? And the letters again? Independent visually impaired entrepreneurs. Independent visually impaired entrepreneurs. And is there a is there a website or yes it's i v i e dash a c b dot org okay thank you and when you go on there you're going to see that we have members who are business owners in so many different fields and it and you're going to um, that will give you an idea about who is in our organization and what we do. And you'll see information about conventions. And when I post the newsletter, which is a radio style news magazine, um, you know, there are back issues of that. And I think artists, you have some articles on there too. Yes. All right. Jamaica um, is back. So there you are, Jamaica. I, I, I am unmuted. Now, yes. And I forgot to tell you, I forgot to tell you two things about the uh, for the nonprofit. It's it's Wheels of Hope International dot org is our website and our our email address is Wheels of Hope Athens at gmail dot com is what our email address is and and my and I'm from Athens Georgia so um, the. Those were the two things I forgot. So thank you. Did you want to say what your business is about? Um, I, I'd heard you on other calls, but I'm sure that some people in this group don't know what Wheels of Hope is all about. Well, Wheels of Hope is about transportation for people that are visually impaired, people that have other disabilities, and people that are that are um, that are that no longer drive. For 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 reasons, and we transport them to church shopping, um, doctor's appointments, and um, and this is a a uh, volunteer transportation uh, program that and it's an and it's nonprofit. So uh, so that's what that's that's what we do, and we're we're trying to get it to go nationally, but we're still working on the state of Georgia right now to make it to make it to make it work right now. Okay? Thank you. Thank you, Jamaica. Thank you. Um, let's see. That's all. You don't have any other questions. <laughs> no other raised hands. Carla, would you like to tell a little bit about our next session so people yes, stay on board? Would. I certainly <laughs> would. And I'm gonna give my um, contact information too. Um, in case anybody wants it. Our next um, session is coming up from 3 to, um, it's coming up from 3 to 4.15. And um, this session is called Entrepreneurship, Questions and Answers. And the descriptor is an open discussion in which business owners who are blind or visually impaired answer participants' questions about business ownership and what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And um, our um, discussion moderator is going to be our own president, um, Artis Bazin. 
Um, and she's from Burbank, California, and it's going to be another interactive um, discussion. And so um, we would hope that it, it, we're also co-sponsoring with the students. And I'm with you. I'm surprised that it wasn't on ACB radio, but I guess they ran out of channels. So, um, you know, feel free to join us. And I also would like... We do um, have one more raised hand. Okay, now um, that's done. I'm going to give my email information or my contact information. Do you want to do that first before we yes, go to the race? Okay. I'm Carla Hayes. I'm the vice president of Ivy, and I'm also the editor of our radio-style news magazine called the Ivy Motivator. And I interview people that um, that join our organization. So if you join, I would be glad to do an interview. And it has a and the magazine has a lot of things like um, um, technology demonstrations and just all kinds of um, features that um, that are of interest to business owners. But any, anyhow, my name is Carla C A R L A Hayes H A Y E S, and my phone number is seven two four. Nine four one eight one eight four. That's seven two four nine four one eight one eight four. And my email address is short for the name of my business, which is Lengua Learn Communications. L e n g u a. I've been learned, but let me give you the email address. It's Lengual L e n g u a l at Verizon dot net. And please be careful that your your word processor does not self-correct it and spell it like lingual, L-I-N-G-U-A-L, because it will go nowhere if that happens. It's lingual with an E, which is short for Lengualearn. So it's L-E-N-G-U-A-L at Verizon.net. Okay. okay. We have like five minutes left, if that. And Leanne, you need to unmute yourself. Excuse me. If I'm not able to attend, you know, the, your next session now, are all the sessions like listed on the website? When when will they post them for to listen to later? It's taken them about a day uh, to get them okay, so up, stay- edited. Yeah, so you probably would be able to find them tomorrow sometime. Okay, and they <laughs> will be on acbradio.org/slash/acb-convention. I'll also okay. give my phone number. This is Artists again. My phone number is 818-238-9321. And if you have questions, you can either direct them to me as president or Carla as vice president, or just check out our website because there's lots of information there. So do we have anyone else? Uh, yep, Otis is back. Otis, there you are. I just wanted to mention real quickly that... Um, Someone mentioned earlier about the assistive technology, and since we are in this uh, COVID-19 situation, uh, it's imperative that we do stay up to date on our technology skills. In regards to Zoom, on the Zoom.us site, there are great videos that teach you how to use the program. And also, if you have not yet used Teams, uh, there are awesome tips on how to use the program with accessibility on the Microsoft site. So make sure you stay up to date with those things. And of course, on the Freedom Scientific site, they've got awesome uh, webinars and training material for those uh, programs as well. So be sure to check that out and stay up to date with your technology skills, okay? Okay. And before we're done, I need to be able to give out the final um, 
CEU code as well. So just okay. Why don't you do that so that we do that now? Done before we run out. Okay. Um, actually, Leanne has her hand raised. Do you want to go to her? Do you want me to give out the code? Okay. Why don't you go to Leanne and we'll okay. close. Leanne, it. go ahead. I just want to thank you, Otis, for the information that you shared. I really appreciate it, and it's helpful. Thank you. Okay. And All right. Of course, there are also um, Jonathan Mosen's tutorial is now free for Zoom, and there's the Carroll Center has instructions for Zoom, and there, there's um, Harchin Consulting. There's a lot out there on Zoom. All right. Um, if you signed up for continuing education credits, you'll want to take this code down. I will repeat it twice. 79B as in Bravo 50. That's 79B as in Bravo 50. And I want to thank Cindy. I want to thank you because you have, you've just been a great facilitator and um, even helping us with resources. And I just want to thank your whole team. And could you just repeat one more time in case anybody wants to find these, these, um, these video or these podcasts? Um, what are sure. You yeah, and I just learned it last night from Jeff Bishop. So, <laughs> uh, www.acbradio.org slash ACB hyphen convention. And I believe if you add .xml at the end, that will take you to the podcasts. Or maybe it adds, I don't know what it does. I'm not a podcast person, but he said something about .xml would like add the podcasts or bring you to the podcast. But anyway, um, you could also look up ACB convention uh, or ACB conference and convention, either one um, in your favorite podcast program. Uh, so they they are, they have over 50 of them already available and um, you have like one minute and you have one person, Norma, who has her hand up. All right, and also I just want to say the podcasts are available on Victor Reader Stream. You can subscribe to the sure. mail. Okay, Norma. The .xml is if you want to put it directly into your podcast client. Thank you. I'm not a podcast person, but thank you for that clarification. Sure. That'll add them to your client? You'd add, add it to your podcast client. To the podcast client. Okay, all right. Thank you, guys. 